The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We're already halfway through the first week of Lent. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, Wednesday of the first week of Lent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And today is the commemoration of St. Peter Damien. He was born in 988 and escaped poverty and the neglect of his own brother when his other brother, who was archpriest of Ravenna, took him under his wing. Now, Peter was very strict with himself, and soon he decided to give himself completely to prayer with the Benedictines. The abbot commanded that when he died, Peter should succeed him. Abbot Peter founded five other hermitages. He encouraged his brothers in a life of prayer and solitude and wanted nothing more for himself. But Pope Stephen IX made Peter the Cardinal Bishop of Ostia, He worked hard to wipe out simony, the buying of church offices, and he encouraged his priests to observe celibacy and urged even the diocesan clergy to live together and maintain scheduled prayer and religious observance. Peter often asked to be allowed to retire as Cardinal Bishop of Ostia, and finally Pope Alexander II consented, but he was still called to serve as a papal legate. When returning from such an assignment in Ravenna, he was overcome by a fever, with the monks gathered around him saying the divine office. He died February 22, 1072. St. Peter Damien, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. Today the Church gives us a rather curious Gospel and we might wonder why it's in Lent. It's the Gospel about the people asking for a sign and our Lord saying, well you're not going to get a sign. The only sign given to you will be the sign of the prophet Jonah. And then Jesus refers to the Queen of the South coming to Solomon. So what's all this about and why does the Holy Spirit want us to consider this in this holy season of Lent? This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. And as I said, the only sign will be the sign of Jonah going to preach to the Ninevites, which is indeed today's first reading. And I think the church gives us this text because it wants to make the point that we have all we need to convert. 
all the information, all the grace. It makes me think of that parable of our Lord in the Gospel of Luke, the parable of the rich man who is sent to hell, and the poor man, Lazarus, who is consoled in heaven. And the rich man from hell looks up and sees Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And he asks Abraham to send Lazarus to his relatives to warn them. And Abraham says, Ah, no, but they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. And he says, Ah, no, Father Abraham, but if someone should come from the dead, they would listen to him. And Abraham responds, If they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, even if someone should come to them from the dead, they won't listen to him. The point being that God gives us all we need. We shouldn't expect more. To ask for a sign is not to trust in God. It's to expect something extraordinary. Jesus, you're there with us all the time. You give us your grace. Your spirit acts in our soul. You give us the teaching of the church. Why do we want more? Why do we want something extraordinary in this season of Lent? This season of Lent is itself a holy season and gives us all the grace we need. We simply need to heed the call and respond. The call is clear. The grace is available. Don't expect anything else. In another passage in the Gospel of Mark, we see the Pharisees and scribes asking for a sign. And what's interesting there is our Lord's reaction. And he sighed deeply in his spirit. Then we read, and he left them. And getting into the boat again, he departed to the other side. He sighed deeply and had to get away. It was just too much for him. How many signs do they want? Jesus had multiplied the wine and bread, the wine at Cana and the bread with all the crowds by the Sea of Galilee. He'd cured the blind, the lame, the deaf and the mute. He'd cast out demons and more. And they still demand a sign. Jesus, in the church, you give us all the signs we need. You give us the life of the church, its teaching, its holiness, the sacraments, its saints. All these should be signs for us. And even the events of life are wonderful signs. You tell us, Jesus, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's what ears are for. Use them. That's what our Lord's saying. Use your ears, your spiritual ears. Now, our Lord points to two signs which the people had already received and which are more than sufficient. The sign of Jonah and the attitude of the Queen of the South. As I said, we have the story about Jonah in our first reading. A Jew goes to Nineveh, the capital of the great empire of the time, the Assyrians. He preaches, warning them that they will be destroyed if they don't convert, and they do convert. But first of all, that Jew had to be three days and three nights in the belly of a whale. It will become a sign of the resurrection. It will reveal itself as a foreshadowing of it. Indeed, our Lord makes the sign explicit in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus, you're talking about your resurrection. Just as Jonah, inverted commas, dies in the whale's belly, and returns to earth, so our Lord dies and returns to life. The Ninevites believed in him. Will the Jews and others believe in the resurrected Christ? Do we believe in that sign, in Christ's resurrection, in the power of the resurrection? Do we believe, Jesus, that you are alive, that you have power to conquer sin, evil and death, that you are greater than all human opposition to God, that sin and death do not have the last word? Are we ready to turn from sins and implore God's mercy? Are we ready to embrace this mercy? These are some things that you are telling us, Lord, through this sign. Just as the Ninevites embrace forgiveness 
and converted, are we ready to do so? The Queen of the South is the Queen of Sheba, who came to King Solomon and was amazed by his wisdom and the splendour of his court. This was a woman ready to search, like the wise men of the Gospels, also pagans. A queen comes to Solomon seeking wisdom, and those wise men also travelled seeking someone greater than Solomon. How much do we value wisdom? How much do we seek it? I'm always impressed by Africans who have a great sense of wisdom. I love to see Africans rejoicing in a good homily, saying Amen, and nodding and affirming, expressing their agreement and their appreciation of what they're hearing, or nodding and appreciating a wise saying or a spiritual song. I'm always touched to see elder members of my organization, Opus Dei, rejoicing to hear about the teaching of our founder, St. Jose Maria. It's so wonderful to see them rejoicing in the spirit of Opus Dei, how much they love their vocation. Lent is a time to learn wisdom. For example, the wisdom of self-denial, that we can't just go on pampering ourselves and consuming. We have to say no to ourselves. Lent teaches us the wisdom of the cross as we prepare for living Holy Week and our Lord's Passion and Death. It teaches us the wisdom of restraint and temperance, also to live in greater harmony with creation. Old Testament wisdom is very much about harmony, how to live at peace with God, with the order of things, with the world and with others. It's also very much about living with imperfection. The world is imperfect, live with it, it teaches us. Are we ready to learn wisdom? where wisdom is found, also in the wisdom of the elders, older people, as Pope Francis often encourages us to do. Well, the people of Nineveh repented. How do we repent? In little things, in following the advice we get in our spiritual direction and confession. These point out to us a way to repent. The good things that priests tell us in the homilies, the tips we pick up from spiritual reading, the teaching of the Holy Father. All these are ways to repent. These pagans have a lot to teach us, the Queen of the South and the men of Nineveh. Wisdom is also to learn from others. How much we could learn from non-Christians, from non-Catholics. Wisdom is also an attitude to life, a willingness, an openness to learn. I think of St. Jose Maria going to a new country and saying, I've come here to learn. And he meant it. It wasn't just a nice thing to say. A wise person learns from others, from life circumstances, also from its setbacks, from sickness, from foreigners. A wise person overcomes prejudice. The Ninevites had to overcome prejudice to listen to Jonah, and Jonah had to learn to overcome his prejudice. At first, he didn't want to go to preach to the Ninevites. He wanted them to be destroyed, and that's why he went in the opposite direction. And God had to arrange for the whale to swallow him up, to teach him a painful lesson to go back and to go in the right direction. And eventually he did. He had to learn. And even at the end, even after Nineveh was saved, he was upset and sulked. And God had to teach him the nice lesson of a broom tree. But that's another episode which we can go into another day. But in different ways, some are tough, some gentle, God teaches Jonah to overcome his prejudices. Lord God, maybe you need to teach us to overcome our prejudices, to learn from others. We receive so much wisdom in the church, in the catechism, in scripture, in the teachings of the popes, in the writings of the saints, in other members of our family. Are we ready to learn or have we developed prejudices? Typically it can happen that husbands are not ready to listen to their wives and wives are not ready to listen to their husbands. Just the other day a husband asked me to speak to his wife about something and I spoke to her and it was very nice and she seemed consoled and helped. And afterwards the husband said to me, well you've probably said no more than what I told her. 
but she won't take it from me. So I think it's good that you said so. Well, are we like that? Wouldn't it be sad that we won't take things from our spouse or we won't take things from our teacher or we won't take things from certain friends? The Queen of the South was ready to travel far to receive this learning and wisdom. Let's be ready to make a bit of an effort too and not begrudge it. It can also help us finally to consider what doesn't lead to wisdom, which might include careless use of social media, watching useless TV series or YouTube videos, idle gossip and so on. Where's the wisdom in all that? And let's finish going to Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom. May she teach us this wisdom and help us to be in a constant state of conversion, the ongoing repentance of our daily spiritual struggle. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. You'll always find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. And you'll find the beginning of the liturgical day right here in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Wednesday of the first week of Lent, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will, will proclaim, proclaim your, your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord's is the earth and, and its all fullness, its fullness, the, the world, world and, all, and its all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He, he made, made it firm. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who, who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O, o gates, lift, lift high your heads, heads grow, grow higher, ancient doors. Let, let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. I love love you, Lord. You are my strength. I love you, Lord, my strength, my rock, my fortress, my Savior. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. I love love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord Lord has has saved me. He wanted me for his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down, a black cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. 
They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord Lord has saved me. He He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just, repaid me for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord and have not fallen away, for his judgments are all before me. I have never neglected his commands. I have always been upright before him. I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just, and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. With the sincere, you show yourself sincere. But the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people, but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp, my God, who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle the light from my eyes and scatter my darkness. Turn back to the Lord and do penance. Be renewed in heart and spirit. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that over the land of Egypt there may be such intense darkness that one can feel it. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and there was dense darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. Men could not see one another, nor could they move from where they were for three days. But all the Israelites had light where they dwelt. Pharaoh then summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, worship the Lord. Your little ones too may go with you, but your flocks and herds must remain. Moses replied, You must also grant us sacrifices and holocausts to offer up to the Lord our God. Hence our livestock also must go with us. Not an animal must be left behind. Some of them we must sacrifice to the Lord our God, but we ourselves shall not know which ones we must sacrifice to him until we arrive at the place itself. But the Lord made Pharaoh obstinate, and he would not let them go. Leave my presence, Pharaoh said to him, and see to it that you do not appear before me again. The day you appear before me, you shall die. Moses replied, 
Well said. I will never appear before you again. Then the Lord told Moses, One more plague will I bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. After that, he will let you depart. In fact, he will not merely let you go. He will drive you away. Instruct your people that every man is to ask his neighbor and every woman her neighbor for silver and gold articles and for clothing. The Lord indeed made the Egyptians well disposed toward the people. Moses himself was very highly regarded by Pharaoh's servants and all the people in the land of Egypt. Moses then said, Thus says the Lord, At midnight I will go forth through Egypt. Every firstborn in this land shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh on the throne to the firstborn of the slave girl at the handmill, as well as all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be such loud wailing throughout the land of Egypt, such as has never been, nor ever will be again. But among the Israelites and their animals, not even a dog shall growl, so that you may know how the Lord distinguishes between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All these servants of yours shall then come down to me and prostrate before me. They shall beg me. Leave us, you and all your followers. Only then will I depart. With that, he left Pharaoh's presence in hot anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh refuses to listen to you that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Thus, although Moses and Aaron performed these various wonders in Pharaoh's presence, the Lord made Pharaoh obstinate, and he would not let the Israelites leave his land. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. How well those who enslaved your children deserved to be deprived of light. For For through through your children, the imperishable light of the law was to be given to the world. On Egypt, the deep gloom of night descended, but a radiant light shone for your holy ones. For For through through your children, the imperishable light of the law was to be given to the world. From a demonstration by Aphraatus, Bishop. Law and covenant have been entirely changed. God changed the first pact with Adam and gave a new one to Noah. He gave another to Abraham and changed this to give a new one to Moses. When the covenant with Moses was no longer observed, he gave another pact in this last age, a pact never to be changed. He established a law for Adam, that he could not eat of the tree of life. He gave to Noah the sign of the rainbow in the clouds. He then gave Abraham, chosen for his faith, the mark and seal of circumcision for his descendants. Moses was given the Passover lamb, the propitiation for the people. All these covenants were different from each other. Moreover, the circumcision that is approved by the giver of these of those covenants is the kind spoken of by Jeremiah. 
circumcise your hearts. If God's pact with Abraham was firm, so also is this covenant firm and trustworthy, nor can any other law be laid down, whether it originates outside the law or among those subject to the law. God gave Moses a law together with his prescriptions and precepts, and when it was no longer kept, he made the law and its precepts of no avail. He promised a new covenant different from the first, though the giver of both is one and the same. This is the covenant he promised. All shall know me from the least to the greatest. In this covenant, there is no longer any circumcision of the flesh, any seal upon the people. We know, dearly beloved, that God established different laws in different generations, which were in force as long as it pleased him. Afterward, they were made obsolete. In the words of the apostle, in former times, the kingdom of God existed in each generation under different signs. Moreover, our God is truthful, and his commandments are most trustworthy. Every covenant was proved firm and trustworthy in its own time, and those who have been circumcised in the heart are brought to life and receive a second circumcision beside the true Jordan, the waters of baptism that bring forgiveness of sins. Jesus, son of Nun, renewed the people's circumcision with a knife of stone when he crossed the Jordan with the Israelites. Jesus, our Savior, renews the circumcision of the heart for the nations who have believed in him and are washed by baptism. Circumcision by the sword of his word, sharper than a two-edged sword. Jesus, son of Nun, led the people across the Jordan into the promised land. Jesus, our Savior, has promised the land of the living to all who have crossed the true Jordan and have believed and are circumcised in the heart. Blessed, then, are those who are circumcised in heart and have been reborn in water through the second circumcision. They will receive their inheritance with Abraham, the faithful leader and father of all nations, for his faith was credited to him for his righteousness. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. I will put my laws in their minds and, and inscribe them, them on their, their hearts, not with ink, but, but with, with the, the Spirit of the, of the living God. I will not write my law upon tablets of stones, but upon the tablets of human hearts. And, and inscribe them on their hearts, not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Let us pray. Look kindly, Lord, we pray, on the devotion of your people, that those who by self-denial are restrained in body may by the fruit of good works be renewed in mind. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, give me a sign. Don't be too quick to say that. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells us that it's an evil generation that seeks for a sign in lieu of faith. 
It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the men of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will arise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, if you haven't been for a while, and even if you have been recently, Lent is a good time to go to confession. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. Be mindful of thy mercy, O Lord, and of thy steadfast love, we read in the entrance antiphon of today's Mass. Lent is the most opportune time for considering how we receive the sacrament of penance that meeting with Christ who makes himself present in the priest. It is a meeting which is always unique and always different. In it, he welcomes us as the Good Shepherd. He heals our wounds, he cleanses us and strengthens us. What Christ had promised through the prophets is accomplished in this sacrament. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strayed, bind up the wounds of the cripples and strengthen the weak, and the fat and strong I will watch over. When we go to receive this sacrament, we must think of Christ above all else. We must make sure he is the center of this sacramental act. God's glory and love must be more important than our sins. We need to look at Jesus much more than at ourselves. We must keep our eyes on his goodness rather than on our own wretchedness because interior life is a dialogue of love in which God is always the point of reference. The prodigal son who returns home, and that is who we are when we decide to go to confession, sets out on his return journey because he is moved by the lamentable situation he finds himself in. At the same time, he never loses his consciousness of his sin. I am not worthy to be called your son. However, as he approaches his father's house, he begins to recall his affection for all the things to do with his home, the home he has always remembered as his true one. Then in the distance he sees the unmistakable figure of his father coming towards him. This is the most important moment, the meeting. Every contrite confession is a drawing near to the holiness of God a rediscovery of one's true identity which has been upset and disturbed by sin, a liberation in the very depth of oneself, and thus a regaining of lost joy, the joy of being saved, which the majority of people in our time are no longer capable of experiencing. 
It is up to us to help others to be aware of, to experience a sense of loss of God so that they may draw close to Him, for He is waiting for them. We should feel a desire to be alone with our Lord as soon as possible, just as His disciples looked forward to being with Him after He had been absent for some days. We need to pour out before Him all the sorrow we experience as we become aware of our weaknesses, our errors, our imperfections and sins, both in the way we have carried out our professional duties and in our relations with other people, in our apostolic activity, indeed even in our life of piety. This desire that we have to make Christ the center of our confession is important if we are to avoid routine and if we are to draw out from the depths of our soul those things that are more weighty and which will only rise to the surface in the light of God's love. Be mindful of thy mercy, O Lord, and of thy steadfast love. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying on this Lenten Wednesday. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O Lord, o Lord in, in your light we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. 
he so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing to him a new song, Exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you. For you spoke and they were made. You sent forth your spirit and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. O oh God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. 
God is king over the nations. God reigns on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, that we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God has chosen you from all the nations on the face of the earth to be a people peculiarly his own. It was because the Lord loved you and because of his fidelity to the oath he had sworn to your fathers that he brought you out with his strong hand from the place of slavery and ransomed you from the land of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Understand, then, that the Lord your God is God indeed, the faithful God who keeps his merciful covenant to the thousandth generation toward those who love him and keep his commandments. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God God himself himself will set me free from from the the hunter's hunter's snare, from those who would trap me with lying words, and and from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. snare. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. God God himself will set me free from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. snare. This evil and faithless generation asks for a sign. But no sign will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. This evil and faithless generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Let us pray. Blessed be God, the giver of salvation, who decreed that mankind should become a new creation in himself and all would be made new. With great confidence, let us ask him. Lord, Lord, renew renew us in in your spirit. spirit. Lord, you promised a new heaven and a new earth. Renew us daily through your spirit. That we may enjoy your presence forever in the heavenly Jerusalem. Lord, Lord, renew renew us in in your spirit. spirit. Help us to work with you to make this world alive with your Spirit. And to build on earth a city of justice, love, and peace. Lord, Lord, renew renew us in in your your Spirit. Free us from all negligence and sloth. And give us joy in your gifts of grace. Lord, Lord, renew renew us in in your spirit. Spirit. Deliver us from evil. And from slavery to the senses which blinds us to goodness. Lord, Lord, renew renew us in your spirit. And we pause now to express our own needs and those of our community. Lord, renew Renew us in in your spirit. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Look kindly, Lord, we pray, on the devotion of your people, that those who by self-denial are restrained in body may by the fruit of good works be renewed in mind. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. Patrick Madrid later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.